This is an ABC podcast. A new phase in the Catholic Church is taking place in 2023 with these two powerful conservative figures passing away within weeks, Cardinal George Pell and former Pope Benedict. There are vast similarities between Benedict XVI and George Pell, both unquestionably loved by many Catholics, but both publicly reviled by some. So what does this mean for the future of the Catholic Church here and internationally? Rosemary Sheehan. I think that the debate has already been reopened by Pope Francis himself, by much that he's had to say about our need to examine the institution of the church and the practices of the church and to be open to hearing people's stories and to be offering opportunities for redress and for healing as much as we can. And certainly in Australia, we had the the Royal Commission, which came out with a number of recommendations, and they really did speak to the institution of the church and to the preoccupation with hierarchy in the church and who who was permitted into the ministry of the church and the exclusion of women from the decisional life of the church. And so I think those movements for change are already happening in Australia. And we've got some very important lay movements and lay spokespeople who are encouraging these kinds of debates and also the hierarchy themselves who've organised various plenary councils to hear the, the presentations of members of the laity. So... I imagine what might happen is for those who have been harmed by the spectre of of sexual abuse by the clergy, then the deaths of Cardinal Pell in particular is going to to trigger for them, again, that misery and that distress. Uh, Rosemary Sheen, you mentioned uh, Pope Francis there, uh, and I wonder, two seriously conservative figures are gone, Pope Benedict, Cardinal Pell. Does that actually consolidate Pope Francis' authority in that sense? Or or is he still not making the headway that would get him past being transitional? What's your feeling about change with two huge personalities gone? I think you your use of the word transitional remains a very powerful word. Many in the Catholic Church worry about, about Pope Francis, about his longevity, and about his capacity to resist the ongoing conservative forces within the Catholic Church and and are concerned that uh, that there, there may in fact be forces to to destabilize him. So all we can hope is that Pope Francis keeps speaking out as he does about the need, for humanity to be restored within the Catholic Church and to hope that that he does have the energy to, to keep going. Because what we do know is that the institution of the church, the hierarchy of the church, is still itself very conservative and still very unwilling to change. And we do know that Cardinal Pell actually did have a role in trying to assist that change for all of the... Uh, and very many deserved criticisms of some of his actions, is that he did actually assist greatly in uncovering some of the financial mismanagement uh, 
in the Vatican and that he occupied a very important role in that and that Pope Francis saw him as important in uncovering that role. So I think we just have to to hope that Pope Francis's force of personality keep supplies the energy that is currently emerging within very many parts of the Catholic Church and that they have the energy to, to keep going and to keep challenging and knocking on the doors of the church hierarchy and demanding to be heard. This is a bit of a, uh, I suppose, a long-reach question, and I, I wonder if you're happy to answer it, though. I look at the American Conference of Bishops, still quite conservative, quite divided, uh, a, a lot of them actually opposing uh, the reforms of Pope Francis. But now we've lost Cardinal Pell here, who was key, I think, in Australia in its polity, in the selection of bishops for a long period of time, in the placement of the type of people who would lead forward. But he is gone. Uh, And the Pope, who was, I think, most in step with him, is gone. Are we waiting for real change to come with the next pontiff to confirm it? Is that what you're suggesting? I would hope that Pope Francis is able to achieve the sorts of changes that we're seeking, but it might have to be the next pontiff that actually is able to to instill many of the institutional changes. Pope Francis has, in fact, established quite a range of uh, organisational responses, certainly with his Child Abuse Commission, for example. But what we what we know of the culture of the church is that it's it's multifaceted, and the change has to filter down, if you like, and be accepted by the hierarchies on the ground to be able to to make the sorts of changes that I think Pope Francis would like to have made, and that many of the laity would like to see have made. And yes. Cardinal Pell really was instrumental in many of the appointments of the archbishops. But we also have emerging some very good bishops in Australia, for example. So, I'd note Shane McKinley, actually, uh, Bishop Shane McKinley, who did uh, take quite a key role within the Plenary Council of Australia. I think that's an emerging talent. Well, he has a different role to play, and he doesn't have the same level of executive power, of course, as Pope Francis but he offers an important voice and he's been instrumental in establishing Pathways, which is the Archdiocese in Victoria's response to hearing concerns raised by individuals about child abuse within the church by officers of the church. So, the, And he's not the only, only one in Australia, the only bishop in Australia. So And we are aware of some of the South American bishops. We are aware of... Interestingly, a couple of the Italians who are challenging the the rigidities of the what we'd like to see the outgoing culture. So there's certainly a sufficient groundswell, but how to capitalise on it? It requires, I think, a lot of leadership, and Francis is trying to offer that leadership, but he is also dependent on the various regional structures for implementing the kinds of ideals that he would like to have in place. It's a very challenging time. Can I ask, uh, this is, again, big picture stuff, but for Australia, uh, a connection between, you know, these two deaths, between Pope Benedict and and Cardinal Pell, uh, 
Cardinal Pell got Pope Benedict to come to Australia for World Youth Day in 2008. It was a big deal, huge mass, uh, lots of young people, and it was almost as if um, the Conservatives were leading the culture wars and sending a message that the young had come over. Look, here they all are. How fair is that assessment that I've just given? Well, I think there's one important assessment. Another assessment might be that the church was still relevant to young people because there's there's demonstrated concern, demonstrated evidence that the church has really perhaps lost a lot of relevance to young people. And so the World Youth Day, with the coming together at all the young people, perhaps suggested that, that young people were still interested in the church, were still interested in having a faith and were still interested in the I suppose, the, the the culture of the Catholic Church. I think it could also have just been a way of saying we in Australia can be counted on to have faith and our young people can be counted on to be part of that faith. So I think that could have been part of the whole strategy that was behind it. Professor Rosemary Sheen, if you had to point your finger at um, key legacy from Cardinal Pell, what would you say? His legacy is, of course, mixed. For those people who've been harmed by sexual abuse, by by clergy, by officers of the church whose lives have been turned around and uh, and hurt in ways that we can't even begin to understand, then it would be very triggering, it would be very distressing and possibly a source of great fury. On the other hand, Cardinal Pell did support a number of social justice missions of the church. He, I suppose this is a bit, um, he did support mental health ministry in the church and he certainly uh, supported some of the Indigenous ministry in the church. It might not be, perhaps, it might not make a lot of sense or seem coherent to point to those two particular ministries as being supported by him, but they were but I think overwhelmingly it will be he will represent a particular chapter in the history of the church which has changed the lives utterly of many in the church. When I talk about the church, I talk about the people of the church. I talk about St. Vincent de Paul. I talk about the Brigidine sisters. I talk about the Good Shepherd sisters the, who are currently running asylum seekers and refugee services who are looking after women who are victims of domestic violence who seek to help the vulnerable. And they are not the hierarchy of the church, but they suffer enormously for the the sins of the hierarchy of the church. Rosemary Sheehan, AM, is Emeritus Professor at Monash University. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.